0: Go directly into the word of the Lord tonight, but I want to do so in the context of something that we've all experienced most, if not all, I'm sure, are aware uh, of a real uh, difficult situation that confronted our congregation this week, and most specifically. Uh, one of the very precious families in our congregation. (laughs) And uh, that, of course, is the Evans family. And uh, Brother Stuart Evans, who has just been a fine man in this congregation uh, for a decade, uh, 10 years, uh, and uh, and just uh, unexpectedly, was called from this life into the next Monday morning. And uh, it wasn't even an accident, just simply a, the Lord just decided to take him home. And, uh, and that is a very difficult thing for this family to experience. And I know that I can call on you to, to keep them in your prayers and to uphold them by those prayers and pray the comfort of God and the peace of God upon them. Uh, He, of course, has been a stellar example in our congregation of a uh, man of God, a man of integrity, a wonderful husband and father, and a saint of God. And so he is going to be missed terribly um, in in our congregation. And I have, um, we've all seen this before. It brought back to me some memories of some people who are very close to me who something very similar happened to. Where that the Lord just simply called them home. And um, I remember one particular case. Sister Chris Anderson, uh, our family affectionately called her Aunt Chris. Her and Brother Mike Anderson were so close to us, and um, she wasn't feeling too well on a Sunday afternoon. And Brother Anderson came home from service and brought her some food, and was preparing it for her. And she said, "While you're doing that, she said, I just want to tell you, you need to call the Magruder's because they had just lost or, or were about to lose Brother Carol Magruder." And so. Brother Anderson said, "I'll I'll look I'll call the Magruder's and comfort them in the time of, of impending grief." And he went in and just kind of prepared the food that he had purchased and got it set up and ready to take into his wife. And when he went back in, she was she had gone on to be with the Lord. That fast, that that sudden. And and we went to the homegoing service, and I remember while we were in the homegoing service that I. I, uh, I had a, a spot in the service, but I was asked specifically to, to read a, a, uh, a, a letter that I had written, a, uh, a story that I had told by writing, and uh, that was what I was asked to do, and so I was going to stick to what I was asked to do. But the day that she passed away, I really felt the Lord speak to me and say to me, just as I called Sister Anderson, out of this world, so will I catch my bride away one day. I felt it just, and folks, it's going to happen that fast. And, and, and one minute, we will be active and, and functioning, and the next minute, he will have called us home, and we had better be ready. And I, I heard him say it, I felt him say it, and it comforted me. Just to know that God had decided, I'm ready for her now, and he called her home. So while I sat in that homegoing service and I toyed with the idea of sharing that in the homegoing service, but the more disciplined part of me um, uh, was able to prevail. And I thought, no, I'm going to stick to what I was asked to do, and I'm not going to take a preacher's license and go another five minutes. I'm just going to do what I was asked to do. And there had been plenty of speakers. And so I, I, I toyed with it and prayed about it, and I just didn't feel a release to share that. So I thought, I'll just share it with Brother Anderson later. But I felt like, I really felt like I wanted to, I wanted to tell the folks what the Lord had shown me. And so I, but I didn't. I read my letter, and, uh, and, and, and then I gave some condolences, of course, and then I, I took my seat. At the end of the service, uh, Brother Anderson came up to the casket where his wife lay, and he just looked at her body, and he touched, he touched that, that casket. He closed his eyes, and all of a sudden, he began to speak with other tongues. And when he spoke with other tongues, it was a beautiful... You could tell this beautiful communion between him and the Lord. But when he finished, there was an interpretation. Brother Edwin Harper from Huntington, West Virginia, gave the interpretation. And this was the interpretation. Just as I have caught away Sister Chris Anderson, so shall I catch my bride away. And I just kind of felt the gentle nudging of the Lord to say, I wanted to tell him. I wanted to tell him. And... I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, is hard and is challenging and I cannot imagine what our, our precious friends and family, the Evans family, is going through right now. And I, we, we can only just be there to love and support and encourage and comfort and pray, pray, pray. But we take great comfort in knowing that regardless of what a day may hold or what our futures may hold, that the Lord does all things well in our lives, and he knows where we are, and he is with us, and he is able, and, uh, and so I, I'm teaching tonight on the subject of faith, and the enemy in a time like this would love to challenge our faith. This is when we need to stand up and proclaim it, that we believe and trust in the name of the Lord our God. I'm going to begin reading from the book of Romans chapter 10. We're continuing our series on the power of your faith. We take this from the premise of the scriptures where that Jesus routinely explained to people following a miracle that was performed in their life. He would take the time to make sure they understood that it was their faith that made the difference. I draw your attention to the woman with the issue of blood particularly. Where that he said to her daughter be of good comfort. Your faith hath made you whole. So there is a power of your faith. That is not to be taken for granted. It is not to be underestimated. It is not a power of yours. It is a power of God that he has graciously bestowed upon you, but it is in you to have faith in God. And the scripture even teaches us, by grace are you saved through faith. And then he explains to us, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. The faith that you have in God is a gift that god has given you to trust in him and that's what we dealt with our first night of this series the gift of faith and how that the gift of faith can be in operation and that the gift of faith can uh, operate in you for others for yourself uh, for your family and it is a powerful powerful uh, matter And it comes from God. The gift of faith comes from God. God has gifted it to you. The second week we talked about the fact that faith is a fruit of the Spirit. How that faith doubles as a gift and fruit of the Spirit. It's the only gift of the Spirit that doubles as a fruit and the only fruit of the Spirit that doubles as a gift. So this, is, this shows you the multifaceted power of your faith. And so tonight we're going to speak about the word of faith. The word of faith. The gift of faith, the fruit of faith, but now the word of faith. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring uh, Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is, to bring Christ uh, that up again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now we understand when the Bible teaches us that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God hath raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. We, we know that that is not a light matter a lot of people would like to uh, tell people if you'll just repeat after me and then they'll give them some words to recite uh, concerning the uh, Lordship of Jesus and concerning their acceptance of him and concerning his death and resurrection from the dead uh, and then and then lead them to believe that the mere recitation of those words Is their salvation but the Bible teaches us otherwise ladies and gentlemen it's a real faith and faith has works in it and faith has obedience in it and if you look through the word of the Lord you see that faith is always followed by action and so this is why when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ For the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the true confession of the Lord Jesus. This is the true belief upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, this matter though of, of confession with one's mouth. And belief in one's heart is so important. Not just in the area of of salvation alone, but in all areas of walking with the Lord, living for the Lord, serving the Lord. And so the Bible teaches us in this passage that the word of faith is a word you make by confession. You, with your mouth, you open your mouth, and you confess with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus Christ. This is something that every saint of God needs to do in every circumstance that they face. The scripture teaches us in Colossians chapter 2 that we are complete in Jesus Christ, that in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, that we are complete in him, that he is the head of all principality and power. And so all powers have been subdued by the work of Jesus Christ. When you, therefore, are confronted by a principality, be it a principality of fear or a principality of temptation or a principality of doubt, a principality of lust, a principality of The pride of one's life. When these principalities confront you, it is important to confess with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Because these are spiritual entities. The scripture, for instance, concerning fear makes it very clear that fear is a spirit. This is why the Lord said, Paul said, concerning the Lord, the Lord hath not given us the spirit of fear. It is a spirit. Fear is not just a feeling. It's not just some feeling. Ooh, I feel, I feel fearful of something. No, there is a spirit that is battling you. There is a spirit that is confronting you. And it is important that when you feel the presence of that ungodly spirit, that unclean entity, that you, with your mouth, Confess the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what you're doing when you praise the Lord. You know, sometimes in Pentecost we can we can get uh, we can we can mistake the emotion, the emoting of praising God as the power of our praise. Emotion is is really the result of our praise, but the power of our praise you can experience the power of praise even before you feel like praising God. This is why even when you don't feel like praising Him, praise Him. When you don't feel like rejoicing, rejoice. When you don't feel like saying that He's great and greatly to be praised, open up your mouth and confess with your mouth the greatness of your God, the power of His name. The authority of his word. Open your mouth and declare it. In Jesus' name, this is the word of your faith. It is nigh you. Where is it? I don't know that I I can really practice my faith or utilize my faith. That's how we feel sometimes when we're facing some of life's most uncertain circumstances. But the apostle Paul tells us in the book of Romans, the word of faith is nigh you. It's so close to you. It's in your mouth. Oh, but I'm discouraged, Pastor. Paul is telling you, it's not as complicated as you think it is. It's not as difficult as you think it is to have faith. It's not as difficult as you think it is to believe in the power of God. But you don't know what I've been through. It's in your mouth. Open your mouth right now and say, he is a healer. He is a savior. Jesus Christ is my deliverer. Jesus Christ does have the power. Just open up your mouth and say it. Well, what if I don't believe it? Say it until you believe it. If you'll confess it with your mouth, you will believe it in your heart. And it is the belief in your heart that gives you power. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It is the belief in your heart that gives you power over these principalities that would like to confront you and your your family. So uh, let's talk really quick about the power of the Word. First of all, the Word of God is truth. Jesus Christ, in John chapter 17, said... In his prayer, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You want to know what the truth is? How many many want to know what the truth is? His word is truth. It's settled. It's settled. His word is truth. So if the truth makes you free, his word is what makes you free. And and, and so this, this is why a lie hurts so bad. It hurts when somebody lies to you. Somebody leads you to believe one thing when another thing is the reality. And so, that's this feelings of betrayal come in. Feelings of just being deceived come in. And and it hurts a person so much when they feel lied to or when they have been lied to. Because word is meant to be truth. So, when somebody would say in the old days, you don't hear this too much anymore. I mean, they got to have... Uh, signed on dotted lines and fingerprints and, and iris scans and, and everything else just to make sure folks are telling the truth. And, but in the old days, they'd say, my word is my bond. What they meant by that is when you hear it come out of my mouth, that means it is true. Word is designed to be true. So follow me on this because so this means that when you hear words, you have a natural inclination to believe what you are hearing. It is natural to believe it. This is why when it turns out not to be true, you, it, it upsets you. Because you were geared to believe and then you find out that it's not true. And it can, it can scar people to the point they don't believe anything they hear. It doesn't matter who's saying it or what they're saying. Or if it's plain and simple in front of their face they've been so wounded they've been so lied to they've been so deceived they've been so betrayed they won't believe anything they hear and so if you're if you are tuning your ear into false doctrine you will believe false doctrine if you're tuning your ear into negative messaging you will believe negative messaging if you are tuning your ear into into the propaganda of the adversary. And that propaganda can be uh, on a number of fronts. It can be everything from the devil telling you in subtle ways that God doesn't love you and that God isn't real and that God isn't true and that God doesn't have the power or that God won't do what he's able to do. And you're tuning into the propaganda of the devil, you'll begin to believe it. Or maybe... What he's telling you is that God's word is not important and that his expectation is not important and that his commandment in our life is not important and that his law of love is not important and that and that the way that he wants us to live is not important. If you tune your ear into that, you'll start believing that lie. And this is what the Bible says about people who believe lies. They believe a lie and they are damned. So so notice how, how these these... The difference in this spectrum, if you believe a lie, you are damned. If you believe the truth, you are made free eternally. So truth has power in it, and word is designed to be true. And you and I are designed to hear truth and believe truth, so it's important that you tune in to the truth. Oh, hallelujah. And if you'll tune into the truth, the truth will make you free. So you'll be driving along. Listen, you need to be careful what you're listening to when you're driving along. You need to be careful who you're tuning into when you're going through your day. You need to be careful who you're hanging around. Well, I don't really participate in the kind of uh, talk that they participate in. I, I know they just... Run their mouth constantly tearing everybody down. But I don't really, I don't really mind that. Yeah, it's tearing you down and you don't even know it's tearing you down. You need to tune in to the Word of God. The truth of God. The praise of God. The love of God. Fill your mind with it. Fill your heart with it. Fill your heart with it. And you're going to be a person of faith. You're going to be a man of faith. You're going to be a woman of faith. If you will do that, it will naturally build up inside of you as you fill your life with the word of truth. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me just tell you some truth, okay? God is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. God is love. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. Hallelujah. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. By his stripes, we are healed. Come on, somebody. This is the truth of the word of God. And you know what? He has prepared a place for us that where he is, we may be also. If it were not true, he would have told us. But he has gone to prepare a place for us. This is the truth. You'll know it. It'll make you free. Free from depression. Free from fear. Free from hatred. Free from lust. Free from envy. Free from backsliding. Free from condemnation. Free from guilt and shame. Free from doubt. Free from the snare of the fowler. The truth will make you free. (mumbles) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were designed to believe it. And the word is designed to come into our lives and miraculously transform us. Now there's obedience in it. But a surrendered heart does not have trouble with obedience. A surrendered soul does not find obedience to God offensive. Now... In an ideal world, we'd all be surrendered to God. And You and I know we're here tonight because we're trying to remain surrendered to the Lord. We're trying to remain spiritual. We don't want to be carnal. We don't want to be worldly. We don't want to be fleshly. We don't want to be full of ourselves. We want to be surrendered to God so that when the Lord, His Word, enters us and it enters us through our hearing, through our understanding, and it begins to create a miraculous transformation in our lives. Notice what happened in the creation. The Lord said, let there be light. Anybody want to take a shot at what happened? There was light. Now the same God with the same power, the same word proceeding from his mouth says this. Let brotherly love continue. I wish the next verse said, and brotherly love continued. But, but light did not balk. Light did not resist. Light did not say, who do you think you are? And that's not how my my dad and my granddad and my great grandpa and great-great-grandma said it was supposed to be. And so I don't think I'm going to... Uh, do it that way. And, and, and light didn't say, that's not how I see it. And I don't know how I feel about that. And, and God did not have to struggle with the will of light. He simply said, let there be light. And light was. That's how the word of God operates when there is no will resistance. God says it and it happens. So, so this is actually how it's supposed to work the word of the lord is to come into our surrendered soul and say something like be ye kind one to another it's supposed to transform us into being kind one to another it's not it's not it shouldn't take 12 years and annual meetings to discuss whether kindness is Something we want to participate in, it is to be a miraculous transformation. When he says, be ye holy, for I am holy, it is to be miraculous. It is to transform me. It is his word. Jesus said it. Sanctify them through thy truth. Word. Yes. Thy word is true. So his word is designed to, To to confront us and in in a surrendered state, we don't don't resist him. We don't don't kick dust at him. We don't try to run from him. We just say, make me in your image. Mold me. Have thine own way, Lord. Thou art the potter and I am the clay. And listen, listen, it, it is a challenge to surrender your will. And if you don't think so, why don't you go back and read the Garden of Gethsemane experience again. The greatest who ever walked the earth, who has all power now in heaven and in earth. This man whose voice even the winds and the waves obeyed. Said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Now, notice what that was. That was the word of faith. He didn't say, oh, I, now I all of a sudden want to do everything that I just asked you to remove from me. He just asked that the cup would be removed from him. That was his desire. I don't want the cup. The cup contains pain. The cup contains hardship. I don't want the cup. Let this cup pass from me. But then he surrendered his will. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Before he felt it in the members of his body, he was confessing it with his mouth until he did feel it in the members of his body. Until his body came under subjection to what his mouth was confessing. Not my will, not my will, not my will. Thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done. That's why when they said, how are we supposed to pray? He said, this is how you pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallelujah, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. That's how you pray. The will of God be done. I was just, I was just speaking to a pastor... Uh, over the weekend and he was telling me an experience he had with the Lord and it was a situation where just an unthinkable set of circumstances developed and, and uh, included the loss of a very precious person and and he he had a struggle with that and he prayed to the Lord about it and he, he just said God I, I don't understand this and he was, he was saying he was really disagreeing with God's wisdom in that time of one-on-one prayer with God and the Lord spoke to him and this is what he said he said when you walk with me everything that happens in your life is a best case scenario everything that happens in your life is a best case scenario when you walk with me when you've surrendered your will to my will and folks I won't pretend to understand it I'm confessing with my mouth but i can tell you his ways are above our ways and his thoughts they are so high above our thoughts and and his plans they are so high above our plans and so we confess with our mouth what we don't confess we do not confess what the enemy would want us to confess we do not confess what the enemy wants us to confess you know i, I the lord kind of worked on something for me uh, brother john i I was preaching and i i was explaining something and i was trying to tell people that jesus is higher than depression and you can fill in that blank because he's higher than everything he's the most high but i but particularly i was using the word depression and in the preaching i said i said lord you are higher than my depression and i felt the lord check me said don't call it your depression any longer Stop saying my, fill in the blank, because I'm taking it from you. I'm removing it from you. I'm lifting it off of your shoulders. I'm removing it from you. Don't own it anymore. You've gotten so accustomed to saying, my fear and my doubt and my problem, and this is my issue, and and this is what my struggle is. And Jesus is saying, stop confessing that stuff with your mouth. It's not yours anymore. When you bring it to the foot of the cross, it belongs to me, and I take your pain, I take your issues, I take your struggles, and I take your depression, and I take your sin. I take it from you. And so I I've I, I had to stop saying it. And every once in a while, I'll get into the habit and I'll just catch myself. He's greater than depression. Because I don't want him to check me on that again. And I want to get used to believing. Hallelujah. I said I want to get into the habit of believing that the Lord has taken it all from me. He has received my pain unto himself nailed it to his cross hallelujah and it comes through faith speaking the faith words are so powerful words are so powerful that's why in creation uh, God spoke everything everything was spoken into into existence and you and I have spoken so much into existence and we don't even realize it we don't even realize it but we have spoken many things into existence many of our hardships were spoken into existence by our negative words. Not all of them. I know you didn't invite everything into your life. You, uh, there are some things that you've dealt with sinful, simply because this world is a sinful place and, 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 and you've got stuff that has confronted you and attacked you. And I, I get that. But there are some things we've brought on ourselves and, and those things have been brought on to us many times by our words. And notice the power of a word. This is what Solomon said. He said, every idle word will be brought into judgment. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to make the altar call right now. Because, and I'm going to be the first one in it. Because that is an unimaginable thought. But, But words are so powerful that when they come out from our mouth, they are recorded. Recorded. There is a record of everything you've said. Even in the idleness of your speech. That means when you weren't serious, but it was a word. And words are more serious than you think they are. They're truth. That's what they are. That's what word is. Word is truth. And so you were were just, you know, shooting off at the lip. Right? No. No, it's recorded. It's recorded. So, so you're like, oh, what do I do now? <laughs> delete, 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 delete. No, no. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Oh, what a Savior. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why I praise him, folks. He came to take everything we did wrong and make it right. My God have mercy. Oh, I know that seems... That seems, you know, too good to be true. Oh, but it's not. It's it's amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. When you walk into that judgment, don't you walk into that judgment arrogant or proud or thinking everybody's blessed that you're there. You walk into that judgment knowing if it isn't but for the grace of God, I, I am condemned to a devil's hell. It is only by the blood of Jesus. It is only by the mercy of the Lord that I'm able to stand before such a holy God oh hallelujah I've, i every one of us have already done plenty to go to hell over plenty God is God is so much more righteous and so much more holy than what we could ever imagine and our sinfulness and our arrogance and our ignorance And all of the things that we do wrong and don't even know we're doing them wrong are enough to so conflict with the nature of God we should all be in hell already. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, He covers us with that precious blood of the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. And so when the enemy comes in like a flood, What's going to happen? The Bible says the Lord raises up a standard. You know who the standard is? The standard is Jesus Christ. And he was already lifted up on Calvary's hill of sorrow. That's when the standard was lifted up. And so anytime the enemy comes in like a flood, you don't have to wait for the Lord to lift up a standard. He's already lifted up the standard. You just say, Lord God, I lay claim to the standard you have already raised. I am touched by the blood of Jesus. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. I have power through the blood of Jesus. I submit my life to the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm going to tell you something, folks. Thank God for the blood. I said thank God for the blood of Thank God for the blood. Oh, hallelujah. It's so much more important. It's so much more powerful. It has done so much more than what we could ever fathom or understand. And when you declare it, that's the word of faith. So we talked last week a little bit about the fact that there's only one faith. The Bible says that. That's not just me making it up. One Lord, one faith. One faith. So that faith is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It is the one faith. And so when I, when I speak a word of faith, I'm not speaking self confidence. I'm not speaking self esteem. I'm not speaking self motivation. I'm not, I'm not speaking some kind of, a, of a, a optimism, positive thinking. I am speaking the word of that one faith. Jesus paid it all. That's the word of faith. Jesus covers me. That's the word of faith. Jesus heals me. I trust his power. I trust his wisdom. I trust his delivering hand. That is the word of faith. And, and you don't have to be a super prophet to utilize the word of faith. Oh, it is thee in thy mouth even right now. Oh, but you don't know what I'm going through. It's still so cl- It's right here. It's on the tip of your tongue. Open up your mouth and declare the word of faith. Hallelujah. Declare it over your children's lives. Declare it over your grandchildren's lives. Open up your mouth and declare it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Go to your grave declaring the word of faith. My great-great-grandma French was a, a prayer warrior at Calvary Tabernacle in Indianapolis, Indiana. She used to live down the street, and you've heard me talk about her. She'd come pleading the blood of Jesus, talking in tongues, praying for people to be healed. And, but, but she came to the Lord uh, after her children, many of them were, were grown. She received... The Holy Ghost and was baptized in the precious name of the Lord Jesus, when she was uh, an adult, and so many of her children didn't serve the Lord. In fact, at, at that time, none of her children were serving the Lord. But she bombarded the gate of heaven for her children, and and when she died, they were not serving the Lord. But now, at one point, at one point, uh, Pastor Mooney did a a a, uh, a uh, accounting of the family members of the French. I'm one of the descendants. There were over 300 descendants of great-great-grandma French serving the Lord and lifting high the name of Jesus. She went to a grave not knowing. Go to your grave declaring, he's going to save my family. He's going to save my kids. Go to your grave saying, he's going to do it. I know he's going to do it. He's my God. He's my Savior. He's going to lift us up out of this despair. Hallelujah. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Talk about it when you sit down in your home. Talk about it when you go to bed. Talk about it when you wake up in the morning. Talk about it at the breakfast table, at the lunch table, at the dinner table. Let your kids hear you say it. Let your neighbors hear you say it. The Lord is worthy of the praise. He alone is the living God of Israel. That's the word of faith. It's in your mouth. It's in your mouth. Hallelujah. Well, brother Urshan, I feel, like a, I feel like maybe I'm a hypocrite because, I'm, because I don't know how much I believe it. Confess it with your mouth. Speak it, speak it, speak it until every lying devil is quiet. Speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it until every lying devil is proven false. Speak it, speak it, speak it. In the face of whatever circumstances are confronting you. Declare the word of faith. <laughs> Glory to God. This woman who was a Shunammite woman. The scripture says that she. The scripture says that she. She had made a, a, a little apartment for the prophet Elisha. As he, as he traveled to and from doing his work for the Lord. And then he wanted to do something for her family. And he prophesied a baby into their life. And the baby came into their life and it was a beautiful experience. And then one of those tragedies occurred. And that that child had grown into a young man and said in the field to his father, my head, my head. Next thing you know, he goes he goes out. They take him to the prophet's chamber to his mother. And or take him to his mother, and she held him until he died at noon. She took him to the prophet's chamber, laid him down on the bed. He was gone, and and she went to the prophet. When she goes to the prophet, the prophet sees her coming from a long way off, and and as she's coming, he says to Gehazi, go ask her if everything is okay, and she he went and asked her if everything was okay, and I love what she said. She said, It is well. All is well. Folks, she wasn't lying. It was the word of faith. And I know life just took a turn that I would have never picked for myself. But all is well, all is well, all is well, all is well. well. All is, well, all is well. 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 Hallelujah. We so many times sing the beautiful song, and and uh, we just we kind of I think maybe sometimes we get into the into the habit of singing songs, and and uh, without meaning to, we just kind of forget what we're saying. I mean, they minister to us in a certain way, but but. I speak of the lawyer Horatio Spafford who, whose family went to Europe across the Atlantic and they were on the ship and it, it actually was a French vessel and along the four days into the trip they collided with a Scottish vessel and the ship sank. 226 passengers out of 300 plus passed away in that horrible tragedy. Four of those passengers were the Spafford children. Mrs. Spafford survived. She wrote a telegram to her husband. He later had it framed and put in his office and said, I'm saved alone, what shall I do? And she was so terribly traumatized by the experience. Mr. Spafford then arranged for himself to take a ship to meet her. She was taken back to Europe. Taken on to Europe, he, he arranged for a vessel to take him. When they got about four days into the journey, the captain of that vessel said, Mr. Spafford, this is the location where your children went into the sea. And this is when Mr. Spafford wrote the words, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. Oh, hallelujah. It is a declaration of one's faith that regardless what comes my way, he is still a healer, he is still a savior, he is still the deliverer, He is still God. He has all power. He knows all things. And it is well with my soul. Enemy, you have no authority in my life. For the Lord God has given me peace in my spirit. Peace in my heart. Peace in my mind. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Ha ha. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name. Hallelujah. of The Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. The Lamb for sinners slain from the foundation of the world. Glory to the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus the Christ hallelujah the mighty god incarnate we praise you lord and we worship you hallelujah You are great, Lord God. Hallelujah. Savior of my soul. Healer of my wounds. You are great. You are great. You are great. You are wonderful. You are above all things. You are the most high, God. You are the high and the lofty one. And I praise you. From the very depth of my soul, I lift you up, Lord. Be lifted higher, oh God. Be lifted higher. Be lifted higher. And higher until you are the most high in my mind, the most high in my spirit, the most high in my world, in my life, in my estimation, the most high God, the most high God. Hallelujah. The first and the last, the one who is alive forevermore. Oh, come on, let's lift up praise unto him right now. Let's declare faith. Let's declare faith in this house. Let's declare faith in this house. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Somebody let a praise billow up from down deep inside of your soul. Let it build, let it build, and let it burst forth like a river of living water. Hallelujah. Springing up into everlasting life. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his innermost being shall flow
1: rivers, rivers, rivers,
0: rivers. Rivers, rivers, rivers of living water. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That word of faith is the living water. That word of faith is the living water. And everything that living water touches will come to life. I said every dead thing that God intends to live will come to life when that living water touches it. Open up your mouth and declare words of faith right now. Come on, that's it. Open up your mouth right now. The word of faith is nigh. You, even in your mouth. And declare the power of God in your life. Declare the power of God in your family. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 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 Lord from Matthew chapter 8 verse number 5 when Jesus was entered into Capernaum there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying Lord my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy grievously tormented Jesus saith unto him I will come and heal him The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh and to my servant do this and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. I wonder if there's somebody in the house of God tonight. You don't know exactly what to do, where to go, or how to do it concerning your circumstances. I've come to tell you, speak the word only. Speak the word only. Hallelujah. Speak the word only. Could you stand with me in this house? Hallelujah. I feel like this is a place of faith right now. I feel like the faith of the Most High God has settled in this building. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I feel the gift of faith going into operation right now. Speak the word, oh. Speak the word, oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you are my healer. Lord, you are my deliverer. Lord, you have all power. Come on, lift him up in your circumstances. Lift him up in your circumstances. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. Whoo, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. That's it. Let the praises of God flow from you right now let the praises of god flow from you right now hallelujah hallelujah
1: when peace like a river (laughs) attendeth my way when sorrows like sea Billows roll. Ah. Whatever, my Lord, you have taught me to say. It